Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. They got walls, fences, peace of mind. There's nothing between us and them. If we're willing to take it from them. Kill them all! Welcome to PPN's The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. It all sounds vaguely like the Beetlejuice theme. <laughs> if only. Anyway, I'm Mike. I'm MB. And returning once again is me, T Tendons. Wow, that sounded terrible. It's our resident black man. <laughs> He's still alive somehow. Yes. Oh, I mean, don't, don't worry, that'll change. You'll kill me off dramatically in the second season of Pulping Dead. Yeah, we'll we'll replace you with Mercedes Jones. <laughs> <laughs> You've had that in your back pocket for this entire season, haven't you? No, just came up with it. It's it's kind of amazing how well it lended itself to that. So, God, could you just imagine Mercedes Jones with her pits, <laughs> wearing knitted sweaters? Like instead of chains, chains around their necks, they just have wool. It's just mat and weed. It's really weird. Like they're not zombies or anything. Come on, let's stop being funny. Two hours ago, <laughs> I'm hungry, woman. <laughs> she did cut their arms off, though. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, it's not like they they're not mangled up. But we digress. <laughs> we are here to discuss season four, episode eight. Too far gone. The mid-season finale. Yes. Somehow a mid-season finale and not a single season finale. Honestly, this episode is going to be, you know, we joke and everything, but this episode is, I I just, I I don't know how to put it into words, really. Days later, words still fail us. Yeah, it's, so much happened, so much that none of us expected, and it delivered on pretty much every front imaginable, and then some. Like, this episode did not disappoint in the least. In fact, it went too far in some places. I mean, it went too far gone. Ding! Yeah, yeah. uh, A little interesting factoid that I found out that I don't think... I don't know if this was on purpose, but the actual uh, Prison War issue of the comic was issue 48. And this was season four, episode eight. <laughs> I assume that was not planned in any way, but that is yeah. That's, way to get all Jim Carrey on us. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because um, in doing parallels with the comics, this show actually managed to get to that get to that point. Like it's actually lined up with the comics now in terms of that arc where it ends. Because I'm pretty sure the prison is destroyed. In much the same way by the end of that arc as it is on the end of this episode. Yeah, it's overrun with uh... with the horde, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing with Rick and Carl being on the run, just yeah. completely distraught and destroyed because that's when Lori and uh, Judith were killed, and the governor is very much like the show itself is dead at this point. Uh, the governor. Did not survive this episode. Much to our surprise. I did not... Um, yeah. Especially since they announced David Morrissey was going to be a regular. I guess that was to throw people off that he was going to die. I did not expect the governor to die. And I do I, have... 
and his death yeah. was uh, very well handled. I do have some bones to pick with uh, the speed at which it took place in the episode, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to the governor. But first of all, okay, the episode starts out. Uh, the governor is mounting his crew. Full on Hitler mode, by the way. Yeah, I mean, this is the, there's no more like wandering around with this character. There's no more building up his character. He's flat out just become the governor again and is going to mount an attack on the prison and does so. So you see the first scene and he's mounting his attack. He's getting his tank ready. He's getting his people ready to fight. And it's it's kind of amazing how slowly they reintroduce the group of the prison. I noticed as they were, you know, going through these transitions because for the past two episodes, it's been governor-centric, and we haven't seen anyone at the prison, really, except for the end scene in the last episode. And no time has passed. No. And it's fascinating to watch just – okay, first of all, I, I should probably also mention, in the opening opening montage, not even like in the episode, in the opening montage, the governor captures Michonne and Herschel. Pretty badass like, thing. Like just in like a couple second scene where he just knocks Michonne over with a gun – and then just points it at Herschel, and, and he's easily got them. It's it's just it's very fascinating to see like how quickly everything transpired after such a slow buildup, and it feels naturalistic. Which yeah, they weren't fucking I, around too much. Yeah, and then of course we get to the prison, and everything seems normal and quaint, and and there's too there's quaint. This, yeah, too quaint. Well, there's this. They're slowly re bringing back in the plot line of telling Daryl about Carol, and we get to see the fallout of that, which I was actually pleasantly surprised by because I figured they were right into gonna, that. Yeah, they were getting kind of mosey around with that, and I I love the fact that they didn't really pull punches with his reaction. Like he flat out just blames Rick for it. You could just tell that he's just angry that that had to happen, and that I think he, he's also angry that maybe Mick, Rick made the call on his own. But, I mean, there, there's not... Oh, he also didn't really 100% believe that Carol did it either. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I'm glad they didn't just immediately push that under the rug. Yeah. Like, it seems like that's something that's going to be an issue later, which I respect the show for, because it'd be the easy thing to just have Daryl say, oh, well, I understand. Yeah, and I also, um, on, the, on the contrary, I'm also glad that it didn't just go to like Daryl punching Rick or something like that and like going into like this overly dramatic thing because that would have taken away from what happens later, I think. It's just Yeah, they did a good a job of he's, he's going understandably right in the middle. Angry. Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had a realistic response of just trying to process everything. And I also love the fact that he just immediately wants to go and tell Tyrese. Like he doesn't really waste any time with that. He doesn't really think it through like Rick did. He's just like, no, no, let's just get it out there. Tyrese who's busy investigating. Yeah. <laughs> And finding the rats that's been... Yeah, the rabbit. or Rabbit, yeah. I think it was a rabbit. Uh, splayed open on a board. So are we still assuming that's Lizzie? I, that's my assumption, is that it's the, one of the two little girls. I wonder if they're going to give that the uh, storyline with the two twin brothers uh, from the comic to them or something. It's possible. Um, I don't know. I think the, twin, the girls might be a bit of a red herring. I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being Carl. Hmm. Actually, that's that's not a bad theory, actually. It's possible, but I don't really see how they would uh, build to that, necessarily. 
Yeah, well, possible though. Also, it's like really there are a couple. I mean, there are a couple different sus- like suspects for that, but yeah, it's more than likely. I mean, I would say, I would say like if I had to put money on it, it's definitely one of the two girls. I did not expect uh, uh, like another plot line to be kind of built upon in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect them to even go back to the to bring up the rats thing again. Yeah, or I mean, I didn't really expect them to bring up Carol again, to be honest. But I'm glad they did because it just it felt like it wasn't just like this fake thing of them almost being prepared for the governor to show up, where they're just kind of running the you know just going through the motions. Like they they still have their ongoing thing, and then it's interrupted, and that's the way to do it. Yeah, they're not doing the TV thing of just sitting around going, oh, it'd be really nice if a supervillain showed up. Yeah. Man, isn't but, it great what we have here at the prison? But going back to the rats thing, I am I did think it was a very nice touch to bring back that plot line from the beginning of the season. I think this is the first season of the show where it, you actually get the feeling that the season was planned out in advance, that they actually set things up with the intention of finishing them. And even... Uh, even a lot of stuff that I didn't care for that much in the early episodes is better now in retrospect, just because it fits into the theme of the season. I think it's the first season that actually has had a well-thought-out theme and purpose to its episodes, which I've And and every episode seems to tie into it in a direct way, rather than just kind of skirting around it. Like, there isn't... There's not an episode that just only casually has to do with that, but it's really only kind of telling its own thing. They all are really one half of a whole. Yeah, and in this episode, Rick was able to kind of hammer the, uh, kind of finish the the arc of at least, I don't know if it's going to be the whole season, but at least the first half of the season. Yeah. With his uh, seeing the governor. Now, we're all going to feel really weird whenever it's revealed that Rick's the one who was cutting open the rabbits. That would make a lot of shit out. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what stuffing things was. But um, yeah, after that scene, of course, they immediately go into. There's a loud noise and the foundations rock. The tank actually did things. For some reason, leading into this, I thought like the tank's not going to do anything. Like they're going to have it there, but they're not going to use it. Oh, it did a lot of things. It did a lot of things. He got. I'm surprised at how much the tank got play. Actually, it rolled forward. The play, the tank was treated like a character. It had a death scene. <laughs> it did. It was really impressed yeah. when the tank died. But um, just seeing the governor on top of that tank, just like in the comics, was so just awesome. just full on villain mode. Like he's just sitting, standing there, just cocky, just completely like Marcy completely on that from beginning to end. Yeah, you, you can just tell the governor with this whole peaceful thing. Especially even in the scene with uh, Michelle and Herschel in the trailer. He was cleaning up their wounds and stuff, yeah. which I really liked. That he's like he's either just lying to himself about wanting to try and do it peacefully or just is aware that it's not going to work and he just wants to kill all of them. Yeah, I think it's definitely the latter considering what happens. But it, it goes out to a really tense standoff that starts off tense and then just goes absolutely insane within one instant. Uh, of course, the governor wants Rick to come down, and afford, at first he refuses. What I found interesting was that Rick actually uses the excuse of there's a council now. Yeah, Rick didn't want to be the leader. He, he, becomes, yeah. it off. he becomes slacker Rick. 
I want to get down there. It's a long walk. <laughs> I got stuff and things to do. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, why do you think that was? Was it just because he was frightened that he would mess it up? Possibly. I mean, the entire like first half of the season so far has been Rick kind of avoiding being the leader. Like even yeah. now, he's he's like slightly taken up a leader role by the time yeah. the finale rolled around, but not like fully. He's still he's pushed very. He's still kind of like he's more of a peripheral leader than a full on one. I, I mean, just, in an, it, in internment, he was flat out. I mean, without saying anything, he had taken on the leader role again because he took charge of the situation, but. Yeah, but even I he guess, admitted that was just for him, like not. Yeah, for, yeah, it's it's very just. I mean, after this, I think things are obviously going to change because of what happens. But I think that, especially with where we think they're taking the storyline too, so it kind of makes sense to. Yeah, I did think it was very interesting that now that the governor had had completed his whole story arc of accepting that. He's the governor again. His first action was to force Rick into becoming Rick again. Yeah, I like that. It's almost and like the governor just... Uh, the governor is... He believes that in this new world, everyone has their own specific role, and to be anything other than that role is some kind of blasphemy. He's very... He's actually, for a, a complete psychopath, he's actually very in tune to how people are in this new society. It's yeah, kind of so. fascinating to see him like process the psychological ramifications of who everyone is. Like he he says like at the beginning when um, he has Herschel who's begging him to find a peaceful resolution to this. He's just saying to himself, you know, there's no way me and Michonne would ever live under the same roof. There's no way me and Rick would ever live under the same roof. Hey, even saw some of that in Woodbury where it was like, well. Merle's our big evil guy who beats people up, and oh, you're the scientist, and you're this guy. Yeah, you're not anything else. And so it, it, he wants to put people into roles so he can control them better. Like it's yeah, it goes back to the chess metaphor. Like everybody has to have a place. Everybody's these people are pawns. These people are bishops, et cetera, et cetera. And he's the king. And and he even had that uh, moment in the in the Winnebago where he's like, "Well, Rick has to leave so I can be." Um, I wasn't going to say the governor. Yeah. Like, they really played up the fact that he's just lying to himself about everything that he's doing. He just wants to be the governor. Like, it goes yeah. back to even, like, it's all just ego. It goes back to when he was leading Woodbury. He didn't. He wanted them out. He wanted to kill them and take them out of the prison and then let it be overrun with zombies again. Like, he didn't want, he just didn't want another safe place that didn't belong to him. Like, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. And... I think you really see in the scene where Rick and the governor are having their standoff, and the governor says, you know, you people have such and such time to leave the prison, or I'm going to kill these two. You really see him just kind of losing all sense of pretense. You really see him kind of – all that development of him wanting to be a good person again – just completely goes out of the window in the span of a single scene because he just doesn't he doesn't understand why Rick isn't accepting these terms. He doesn't understand why this just can't go down the way he wants it to go down. And the minute that Rick presents a logical alternative, he just snaps. Yeah, if you really watch that scene, there's a very slow burn and uncovering of the governor as he just slowly like starts to come out. 
Yeah, you so, see Morrissey's face change. Like, like he's almost like jovial in the way he presents the ultimatum for Rick, and then he slowly just gets angrier and more bitter and more hostile looking. Yelling, I have a tank. <laughs> Until he, you know, whispers the liar. As soon as Rick brings up the whole thrust of the season so far, and the fact that, you know, and the difference between Rick and the governor and all that, which is Rick was able to come back, but governor can't. Or I guess yeah. governor kind of did in a way, but to back to what he truly is underneath. Yeah, he, he came back to, he was lost in his evilness. Like, that was his arc, was going from being evil to fooling himself into thinking he could be good to just going flat out balls deep evil. Yeah. Balls and, deep evil, the worst kind of evil there is. <laughs> and, as and, as, and as soon as he just whispers liar and hits Herschel with that sword. By the way, I love how someone would be headed with a samurai sword in the show. I just want to that out. And it took See, a while. Seeing David Morrissey with that samurai sword was fucking amazing. It was almost Merle with the samurai sword amazing. <laughs> and, it's, and at that point, it's like everything with the governor, especially when Megan shows up, which we'll get to in a second, was just like pulled away. And he starts stalking after Herschel. Yeah. Just to cut off the rest of his to cut off his head completely and kill him. Like everything, he's like he's just accepted himself for the first time we've ever seen in the show. And it's like at that point. Everything they built on top of the governor here is just melted away. He's actually just comic book governor. Yeah. yeah. He's completely out of his mind by the end of this episode. He is full thrust. Like, there's nowhere else to go, really, because he's become the ultimate evil. And by the time he kills Herschel, that was kind of the last straw. Like, he just kind of just said, fuck it. I mean, he when he looks yeah. up and he sees Lily sitting there holding the corpse of Megan... Yeah. He just isn't fate. He has blood on his face, but his expression doesn't change. He just walks up, picks her up, turns around, pulls out a gun, and just shoots her in the head. Yeah, doesn't care at and all. And then that's it. That's done. Just no, no change, no reaction to this scene. Like, and then he goes back to fighting. And he goes back to yelling out orders, which he says he says the line. I was yeah. so fucking happy. He said, "Kill them all." And uh, speaking of of that scene where he takes a little girl and shoots her, um. We also had a scene back at base camp where the mother, uh, Lily, is watching over and watching like this this walker go like come towards them, but walk into a pond and kind of just slowly uh, lose traction and just fall in. And I knew okay, I knew something bad was going to happen. My only thing is, is that I thought it was going to be something completely different. Was that when? Megan had found something in the sand. It looked like a trap door to me. I thought the like same the thing. Yeah, I thought the same thing at first, actually. Uh, I thought it was a trap door, and I thought, like, when she pulls that up, it's like walkers are going to come out and swarm her, and that's going to be the end of the little girl. And when she pulls up a sign, I was like, oh, thank God, that was that was a uh, that was like a red herring or something. Like maybe maybe that was just meant to be like something that wasn't actually. It was meant to be something that was supposed to lead you off the trail. There's a lot of misdirection in this scene. Yeah. Which I like. Like, the zombie walking across the water was kind of misdirection. Anything was going to happen. Oh, he literally needs to watch her fucking kid. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, and, then little, and then when the Megan picks up the sign that says Flash Flood Area, you think, like, that's going to mean something? Mm-hmm. And it does. It explains the fact that there is a zombie buried in the mud right next to Megan. 
Yes. One of the scariest fucking effects this show's ever had. That was really terrifying. And that whole that whole scene was set up so well with it just uncovering what was going to happen a little bit at a time until that final reveal. Yeah, I, I, I did not see that coming when it the ground started to move. I was like, oh, oh my, oh god, oh god, no, oh god, no. And finally it just comes up and it's just covered in mud and that's the scariest walker I think I've actually seen on the show. Yeah, definitely. Like just the worms going all over it and it yeah. just looked fucking weird. Yeah, and, and of course the little girl died. I mean, I saw that part coming, but Yeah, I expected the little girl to die either the last episode or this episode. But I thought um, what was interesting is um I thought her dying would do something else to the governor, but the fact she died and he had no reaction at all plays completely differently than what you were expecting to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you thought like that would be the death of his conscience. Yeah. Like that would be that would be his big turn into comic book governor, but no, he's <laughs> and it works so well where it's completely incidental that Rick is the one that kind of brings him back to light. Yeah. Because but Rick that... is just because Rick is just trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And governor and hates heroes. None, yeah. Yeah, he's just having none of it. And one thing I do want to talk about though with that scene is what was Willie doing? Like the entire the entire time that she was running over, like she had a gun. She didn't think like to. I I get like in the heat of the moment. Yeah, I mean, why would you? Logical, certain logical things don't come to you, but uh, don't don't let were, don't let your daughter like play in the mud like a uh, hundred yards away from you in a fucking zombie apocalypse. I'm just saying. Yeah, bad hey, form. Hey, that's not a plot hole. She's just a bad mother. I agree. Yeah. I think she's just bad. So there you go. Fuck you, Lily. <laughs> you deserve uh, to have the governor inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all deserve that one way or another. But um, and of course, this was the safe area that the governor, you know, put there. I, I, it's one of the things that I wish there was a little bit more with Lily's dissension with the governor. There was a little bit in the very beginning, but there wasn't like I felt like there needed to be not necessarily more through dialogue, but just through seeing Lily. Yeah. Particularly after Megan was shot, like we didn't, you don't see you. She completely drops off the map again after Governor shoots Megan, until she shows up to shoot the governor. Yeah, um, that's the only fault of the episode. I feel. I do agree with you there. I think that. Well, one thing I don't think the first time that she has doubt about this should have been the beginning of the episode. I think th- his plan should have been laid out a lot earlier, and she should have had objections. And then he chooses to go through with it anyway. I think that would have been a much more satisfying resolution. Yeah. I actually want to get your guys' opinion on something because it feels like – it kind of feels like they – you know, with the way TV works now with mid-season finales and mid-season premieres, so, you know, the networks can have two bites of the apple pretty much, that, you know, you know the creative teams are kind of stuck dealing with the fact they have a mid-season finale to hit now. You know, it used to be they only had to do, they could build the entire season up to this moment. Now they have to essentially do it twice. And of course, that happened with The Walking Dead last year, where you could almost see that the mid-season premiere of season three, you could almost see if you connect that premiere to then this finale, that's one whole season. Pretty much, yeah. So it, it feels like if they didn't have the mid-season finale to hit, they would have had one more episode in there possibly. They would have, you know, just they would want more little breathing room to get to this point. So I, that's a very, weird reality of television right now. Yeah, so I always I feel like probably the people behind it would have wanted a little bit more out of the finale. 
It's almost as sad that AMC just didn't make it like a two-hour one or something. Uh, yeah, well, at least like with the uh, Breaking Bad finale, that was 55 minutes. I think that would have been enough. Yeah, just, just, just an extra, just an extra 10 minutes. The last time they had an extra long episode was the uh, season one, uh, season two uh, premiere. That was an hour and a half. Yeah, and did season two have a mid-season finale? Yeah, that was uh, Sophia. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I mean, I feel like there's definitely. It feels like they've done the best with what they've had, like with what the time that they've had. It feels like they've kind of had to work with limitations, but ultimately it's benefited benefited them more in this season than it has like last season. Yeah. Or last season, like the the second half of season three, just kind of felt like they obviously knew they were running out of time, so they kind of had to rush and to get to certain points. Yeah, I was all good about the second half of season three a lot, but it's more. It's not the entire run, pretty much. It's more just moments and a couple episodes here and there. Yeah, I would say at the very least, this season, this half of a season feels like a complete sentence. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like it was cut off prematurely. Yeah, this it's actually kind of amazing to see the genesis of episode one, season four, to episode eight, season four, because it's it's just it, like like Hero said to me. Um, Actually, after the episode premiered, actually, as you kept saying, you you were like even an hour later, you were still saying, "How are they going to do this? Like, how, how is there there's still another half of a season?" Yeah, which I I mean, for one thing, I'm excited to see where they're going from here, but at the same time, I'm like, how are they going to go from here? Yeah, I mean, like uh, I said, you know, with season three, the mid-season finale was amazing. Uh, premiere was good and all that. Then, of course, it just completely just petered out there at the end. There was no real finale, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the thing I wonder is how they're going to do a second half of this season that still feels like it's telling that same season-long story. Yeah, I, I, that's what I've been wondering, too, especially just with everybody fractured. Are they just going be... to treat it like it's a different season? or? I think it's I definitely going to be Rick-centric. I think that's the way they solve that is make it more about him coming back to that leadership position. Continue his arc, yeah. Yeah, because I mean they don't have anywhere else to go with the governor now. Um, Unfortunately, Herschel, unless he comes back as a robot, that's all I'm saying. Herschel, I mean we we barely talked about Herschel, but Herschel is I mean we guessed it, we called it. He's he's dead, and obviously with Herschel, everything else kind of crumbles around too because. The center of the group is gone. The prison immediately goes after that. And a lot of questions are lingering. Like, first of all, what exactly is the resolution with Judith? Like, are we going to see her again, or did zombies kill her? Yeah, they seem to keep that very deliberately vague. I'm not sure if that's because they're not sure about it, or if that's because they have some kind of other plans. Deliberately vague just means to me that, yeah, she's alive. Yeah, I I've heard some so. theories that Michonne took her, which I could actually see, considering yeah, I could, the storyline they hinted that earlier. Yeah, I could see that, too. Um, I don't think the kids have her anymore. I think they kind of left her when they went to deal with the uh, the attacking group. But Yeah, but I fully expect Judith to show up again. Yeah, it kind of feels like if she were dead, they would have showed zombies eating a baby. <laughs> like, I don't think yeah. they would be able to resist that shot. 
Yeah. I don't think if they would get be able to get away with that shot though. But we would have seen it would have been more. It would have been way more hint of that. Yeah, if we didn't see a body, we would have clearly understood that someone was reacting to the body of a dead baby. Yeah, and just the fact that it's just a blood-soaked stroll, stroll, I don't think says enough. I think that they're definitely going to bring her back. Um, One thing too, also that kind of happened with me during this because there was a lot of stuff to react to there were a lot of emotions stuff was happening like every five seconds yeah. badass stuff too which we should get to soon yeah but um one thing that i did love was that when the kids first showed up and when uh, lizzie first showed up i was really annoyed because I, was, I just I, wanted a tank shell just to hit them and blow them all up yeah i i really <laughs> the governor hate- runs up oh <laughs> <laughs> Just opens his eye patch, a giant vortex opens up, sucks them in. <laughs> Why did they give him superpower suddenly? Oh, he just turns into the Shadow King. Like, Rick goes into his, <laughs> goes into the fucking Phantom Zone and battles him. <laughs> Go on, MB. <laughs> oh, where to go from there? You were saying? Okay, well the kids show up and I'm immediately annoyed because I don't really like I don't know what I think it's mainly the writing of the little girl of uh, Lizzie but I just really didn't like her character I don't like how take like how completely uh just I don't know how to describe it MB doesn't like a woman in charge yeah there's that but um I don't like the fact that she's kind of just manipulating the other kids I think is what I'm take issue with because she's very much about her own philosophy, and she doesn't really understand like there are other things at, at stake here. But the minute that Tara's girlfriend, Tara's lesbian girlfriend, comes up, we assumed with a, with a machine gun and okay. just completely has accepted the governor's stance and is just blowing people away remorselessly. The minute that that little girl turned a gun on her and shot her through the head, I was like, okay, she's awesome. <laughs> I was disturbed by how pleased MB was with that. You were very pleased. Yeah. I, uh, I thought it was that was cool. I like that with all the shocking character deaths in that episode, that was the only one where I gasped audibly. You didn't expect that. What's Tara going to do now? She was her world. I'm actually curious because she actually makes it alive. Maybe do you think we'll see her again? I think so. They I gave would, her a lot. I don't think we'll see Lily again. I would hope that at least Tara would come back, because otherwise, that just seems like a shaggy dog story with her character. Yeah, they gave her a lot to do in the finale, so I don't see them. Uh, I expect it to like, show up somewhere. I'd actually like to see her join uh, Rick's group. Finally reveal Carol is also being a lesbian. <laughs> at uh, last. But speaking of Carol, I was glad you know, going back into them revisiting old plot lines that the all the stuff with Carol training the kids actually gets a payoff. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, like, oh, that it was all there for a reason. It's funny because I, I don't know what my thought process was on this, but I was kind of half expecting maybe Carol would show up again in this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> There's an after credit scene. She picks up the governor's eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Question mark. I, I like the Lizzie stuff because when she, you know, shoots uh, Tara's girlfriend, saves Tyrese. It's a positive, but her uh, her spiel about them needing guns and stuff prevented uh, Judith to getting to safety. 
Yeah. So it was like it played into the actual Carol storyline very well that way. I didn't think about that. That was actually a really good parallel. Yeah, I like how it's just another situation where you have absolutely no idea how you feel about it exactly. It's like, oh, they saved Tyrese, but they're also little girls who just murdered someone. And also that someone was special to somebody you like. So I like things that put you in a weird moral place. And yeah. yeah. It's, weird. I, We're, it's not really, just good guys doing good things and bad guys doing bad things. I should, probably, I should probably explain uh, my reaction to <laughs> Tara's girlfriend. <laughs> Listen, I don't so like seeing a hot chick lesbian. die either. I'm no, so happy that lesbian bitch was dead. Well, my thing was that when she accept, accepted and embraced the governor's uh, mentality on this, I think she was just – I think she was gone at that point because she was just murdering people left and right and didn't care. That's you could just I, see it on her face. That's what I found interesting about the group, though, um, is kind of playing into how easy it is to kind of manipulate uh, – people's morality in the apocalypse in yeah. face with survival, how easily the governor is able to slip in there and completely change their outlook. So, and we've seen uh, Tara's girlfriend there, and she's a perfectly fine person up to that point. Now she even gets her dramatic action hero, I will come for you moment, and then just becomes yeah. a horrible person. Exactly. And it's just like, I, I liked how it was it's the stuff that Walking Dead does really good. And it's kind of the point of the show, which is being able to play with that sort of, uh, ambiguous morality that everybody has and how easy it is to kind of change that. I also like how Tara brought up the fact that the governor killed Herschel and it just has nothing like there's no it doesn't even register to her like she's just she's too into the carnage that she it doesn't even seem like she hurt her. There's a lot of shit going down MB. You can't expect everyone to deal with everything. I feel like it was great to finally see a character spend five minutes with the governor and say hey this guy's evil. Yeah. Yeah. Did what Angela couldn't do in an entire season. Andrea. 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 <laughs> Angela <laughs> comes to The Walking Dead. <laughs> That'd be awesome. God damn it, Neil Gaiman. Stop selling her everywhere. <laughs> she just floats down on the wings of an angel. <laughs> she will be now. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, so pretty much from there it goes into one of the best things to ever happen, which is the governor and Rick finally have a fist fight. I fucking just two crazy, insane dictators duking it out. Yeah, and Rick getting Rick his compl- ass handed to him. By the way, yeah, Rick yeah. completely hysterical over uh, Herschel's death, and the governor completely in control. Yeah, I do which like- I think was a really nice touch. Yeah, I do like how Rick just can't fight at all because he's one of the few. TV leads to is just kind of he's not really cut out when it comes to certain things. Like yeah, really, they're not afraid of showing his vulnerabilities, his shortcomings. Yeah, I really like that because the TV thing to do would just to have them have this kung fu showdown where they're both kicking each other's ass, but Rick just gets the shit knocked out of him. Yeah, he was about to die until Michonne showed up and stabbed him. Yeah, like he was about Which, to die and get choked out. Yeah, I mean, you could see it on his face. He just he was losing color, and the governor just uh, that look that he gives him when he's choking him out just pure, just pure sadistic evil. And that being the last face that the governor ever gave was just it was just a really great send off to his character. And 
the shock of what happens. <laughs> the most like, shocking like, moment in Walking Dead history. Yeah, I. What was your reaction? Because oh. mine was just complete. Like I, I was like, "What just happened?" Wait, I was like, wait, "What just?" I, what, I couldn't did, comprehend what I just saw. I still thought he was going to survive somehow. So did I. Oh, yeah. I thought, like, okay, he was just stabbed through the chest. Like he was just stabbed. Like he can. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah. the governor. I mean, he's only got one eye. He's he has just, a healing factor. Exactly. He's fucking like Sabretooth or something. Like, he's, he's just fine. He'll be okay. He, open, he opens up his chest as a vortex. Ah! <laughs> like, like we don't know. He'll show up as just a head. We, like, he, he'll now work he's somehow. the head in the jar. Yeah, it's poetic and shit. And then he's he like, freeze. <laughs> he has like little things he grabs onto with his teeth that fires machine guns. It'll be awesome. Like, it makes sense. It'll work. But uh, up until that point... What I, what I had expected out of the finale was, okay, the governor's just going to take the prison. Rick and his crew are going to be on the run. And, like, the big shocking ending will be the governor using the sword to cut off Rick's hand. And that's what we're going to leave the season on. I never thought that they would actually end things. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I thought, I thought uh, that, um, well, my, my theory was that the governor would break his way into the prison and things are just falling down around him. And in the midst of it all, he would look down and he would find Judith. And they would end things there just as Rick comes across the scene and sees that the governor has his child. I figured they would make that the big thing to go on. Like, I didn't think he would actually kill Judith in the episode. I figured that they would allude to that maybe and then have that dealt with when they return. But I, the very last thing I expected was them for them to kill the governor. Yeah, I do wonder if that was some, if the bit with the sword was maybe misdirection on their part, because as soon as he brought out Michonne's sword, my first thought was, oh, he's going to cut off Rick's hand. And that's going to be how they're going to end it. Yeah, I never, I've never expected them to cut off Rick's hand, just because Kirkman seems to be so against it. Yeah. I, I just always assume Murrow walking around with one hand was just, is just reference to that, pretty much. And... My thought with the the sword was that maybe he was going to do something to Michonne, like maybe he was going to maim her in some way for kind of revenge for taking out his eye. And I, I just – okay, two things that were unexpected about the governor's death. One, the fact that it happened, and two, <laughs> that it was a better death and a more poetic death than he ever had in the comics because that sword going through the governor by Michonne's hand has a lot of symbolism if you know about the comics. Yeah. There was a like everybody got a licking. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't like how the governor died twice. He yeah. was killed by two people, both deaths appropriate and poetic. Yeah. Uh, well, what I thought was actually going to happen was the governor was just going to take over the prison and then Rick and them would leave. There would be cat there would be far more people would die. I, I didn't expect just Herschel to die. And then the rest of the season, while the other group would be completely separated from the governor and their interaction I thought would just be done at that point. And then everything at the prison with Governor running things would slowly fall apart until finally Lily kills him. Yeah, which would have been fascinating, but at the same time, I don't know how they could have justified still focusing on the governor when he's never going to have that final showdown with Rick's group. Because he's which, the governor. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a big thing that's going forward that's going to bother me because, I mean, I love the way they took out the governor, but – a big part of the reason I was excited and got back into The Walking Dead after the first season was because I knew eventually they would get to the governor. So I had this build up to when they eventually had him 
then I watched every week because they had the governor there and they had like it felt like the show was complete at that point. I was enjoying so much seeing the governor as the main character of the show for three episodes. Yeah, that was so great. And it's really yeah. weird to think that the series, uh, the season ended on like, a three episode governor arc. Like it was way more the governor's story than it was Rick at this point. Yeah. Which is appropriate, especially if you're going to send the governor off like that. Yeah. Like yeah. We got the Herschel episode, yeah. and then we got the three governor episodes, and it's appropriate. And, like, going forward, I just don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do to keep, I mean, my own personal excitement for it and everyone else's, because there's a lot that can change now. There's one man, MV. There's one man that can fix it all. He wears a leather jacket as a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. And he makes a love to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, en- enough about him, because uh, we'll, we'll have much more talk about him later, I'm, I'm sure. But from there, things just kind of quickly spiral out of control, and the tank gets its death scene. Killed by Daryl, of course. Daryl should have just punched him and should have just exploded. I love that there's a scene in this show of Daryl versus a tank. <laughs> and Daryl wins. <laughs> And then brutally kills Mitch. Yeah. The other Daryl. I thought that's the second time in the series Daryl has had a confrontation with the other Daryl. <laughs> Both of them governor's guys, too. Governor always has his own Daryl. So yeah, I mean, this was an explosive just jumble of awesome, I think. Because from the beginning to end, it was just you had no idea what would happen and everything that happened shocked you. And it's really rare to pull that off in one episode of a series and even in an entire season of a series. Mm-hmm. To have moments like that is really rare. So I'm, I've got to give real props to uh, the showrunners and everyone who made this episode happen because this was – this may have been one of the best episodes of Walking Dead yet, I think. I definitely agree. Unless you look at comments online, it was really stupid. It was boring. Um, even Beth got things to do. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, she she did stuff. She ran out of ammo. <laughs> yeah, and then didn't get another gun, so... Real useful, Beth. Beth. Thank God you're there. I was weirded well, out they didn't give Carl a better gun. He had other things to do. Though I, I did like his re- immediate knee-jerk reaction to seeing that, that carriage, which is just completely lose his mind, just like his father did when he lost Lori. Yeah, I like how they both just lost it, and... It was appropriate. The uh, it was good. The episode ended on Rick and Carl. Yeah. Carl's just gonna start talking to a little play school phone. <laughs> he sees that kid from earlier in the season, Zach, in a white dress. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, but, um, all over the place. I wonder if they'll keep the disease storyline going in any way. They'll just drop that. I don't know. I feel like I'd be fine with it either way because they they did they said what they needed to, but I could see them doing other things with it. Yeah, I guess it's I not like worried. something like it's it's not to me. It's just not like something that was left hanging. Yeah, I would just like to see it kind of continue, just so it wasn't this weird like stall thing that they were doing. Yeah, uh, in the early part of the season. So I like it to continue a little bit, and then just kind of fade it out. Yeah, but then again, it's not like you know, it was a plague that was affecting the earth or anything. It was more like just. Uh, they got sick for a while. If it could periodically return, I'd actually yeah. really like 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 a real disease. Like it just it comes and goes. And they've seen it down the world and stuff. So yeah, 
Um, I going back to Rick and Carl for a second. I don't think I've ever been more invested in their relationship than I have been in season four. Yeah, they've done some really good stuff with those two. Um, their father-son relationship. Yeah, they've done a lot of good stuff with Carl so that he doesn't just feel like he's this horrible little shit like he was in previous seasons. Like, you actually understand where that character is coming from. And yeah, he's actually grown and matured a bit. Yeah, you actually want to see more of Carl than there's actually been so far. Yeah. And it seems like the second half of the season will be giving us a lot more of that. So, it's a good yeah, I am, I am very intrigued to see Rick and Carl out there on their own. Well, Chandler Riggs has you know, has reached the age where he can actually act now. So I know it's been it's, stuff. It's amazing watching him go from being terrible to being a really good actor. It's kind of like the uh, how Morrissey and uh, Lincoln perfected their accents. It's like as the show goes on, they just get better and better. And I just got to say, send off to David Morrissey. Um, I'm really going to miss seeing him as the governor. I think he is. In the pantheon of supervillains, I think he's actually really far up there. Like, he's made himself to be able to stand on the shoulders of other great comic book villains portrayed in other media. And to think, he's the British Tom Hanks. (laughs) I'm going to miss the governor so much. More than I miss Herschel, really. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is with Herschel, it's like he was awesome for being a cyborg. Yeah, I'm going to miss cyborg Herschel. Yeah, R.I.P. Governor, uh, rest in peace, Herschel. Uh, burn in hell. Uh, what's his name? The his his uh, other girl. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Yeah, and um, I. It's nice that you guys mad, were there, red shirts. Mad love, Tank. Mad love. Someone will take care of Tara for you, Alicia. Oh yeah, she'll find Carol. Yeah. But, um, but you just assume Tyrese and the little girls will come across Carol, and he won't know that Carol killed them. And it, it's one of those storylines. Like, yeah, I, I, I know it's coming. Okay, that actually brings up another question, which is: Do you think now that we know that there's been someone going around, you know, dissecting animals and hanging them up, someone who's very obviously mentally disturbed? Do you think Carol actually killed those two, or do you think she actually just? Fessed up to it in order to protect someone else. I mean, that's the theory going around, but I, I, I think Carol was the one to do it. I feel like that would be kind of a cop out. Yeah, they've wasted just too much energy on it at this point. That um, if they were going to reveal that, they would have to have revealed it before the mid-season finale. I don't know how I feel. I, uh, to be honest, I don't know what my reaction would be to that. So I'm just, I'll. Probably just leave that for now. But would it be amazing if Lizzie lit them on fire and then dragged them out there. Like, wow, that girl gets around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it just—it's Carol doing. It's just been—it's just more interesting. So I, I think it's—I think it's interesting theory, but I don't think there's—I think they're—they're they're disconnected. So going forward, um, any final thoughts? Because we—I think we've covered basically everything. Oh, we can just keep going. How awesome it was to see that fucking tank drive up through the yard the governor behind it yelling orders then being tackled and, by Rick just the numerous the, awesome things and the prison just falling apart and exploding yeah Herschel and his awesome smile or the uh, zombie from season from first episode now she's zombified oh Eddie. was that what that was I wonder what the significance of her was yeah it was her I like that full circle stuff and then the uh, trampling of the chess piece after oh yeah that was uh, a great shot 
once again, I just wish there was a little bit more with just looking at Lily as she walks up to the governor and maybe like standing yeah, over. It's a very weird perspective where it's kind of like a shaky cam, almost like out of focus shot of her. Yeah, it was hey, weird you know, that she was just suddenly there, like ten feet away from where. We, did, we didn't even see her pick up the gun. On. Yeah, it's just like, once it would have been nice to like see a shot of her just like looking down at the gun, then looking at him. Yeah, it's his gun too. So. Yeah, and the one he tried to give her like uh, two episodes ago, which was nice, like little symmetry there. But once again, you, she just kind of drops off after Megan's dead. I mean, nice to see more of her looking at maybe the aftermath and what the governor's doing leading up to. Her yeah, because it, it's kind of weird when you think about it. There's no, there's not a huge reason for her to kill the governor because. You could you could argue that maybe she blames him for the death of her daughter, but really, it's kind of her own fault. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I mean, yeah, the governor, you know, thirst for the I mean, fill his ego and all that led yeah. to Megan dying because they were put there and not protected. But there just needed to be more. Yeah. Like, why don't you just lose the weird ass scene between Sasha and Bob earlier in the episode? Yeah. That just seemed like Sasha wanted to have sex with Bob. I'm not sure what was going on there, but um, and just and had a little bit more time with that there at the end. Once again, he didn't need to have like a big scene. Just you know, just reading in her face and let her look at what's going on. You know, see yeah. Herschel's decapitated body. Her more of a reaction after Governor shoots Megan in the head. You don't really yeah. see, you don't really see her reaction at all. Yeah, and just then see her pick up the gun and then decide to kill the governor. That would have been perfect. Because her killing the her, the you know triple shot of you know Rick fighting him, then Michonne stabbing him, then then Lily shooting him is perfect death for him. So I just need yeah. to. That was the only thing I didn't uh, care for, and it's kind of a big thing, so it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, the the rest of the episode more than delivers. Yeah, except that weird it, scene with with Sasha and Bob again. I don't get <laughs> that scene. Yeah, did she have that reaction of like, oh, I really hope they don't have a romantic subplot. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. It's like you can't have characters just interact sometimes. I was really just the only thing I took from that was well, it's nice to see Sasha up and running. Yeah, and she lived, which surprised me. I mean, a lot of characters lived, which surprised me. I mean, I did the way that they showed Maggie and uh, Glenn. I expected one of them to die. Yeah, I guess that was them kind of like uh, fucking with the audience. So yeah, I fully expected Beth to die. I can't believe Beth lived. To go on to do even less things than she already was doing, um, but it's splintering the groups was interesting. Like it's pretty much to land on a bus full of red shirts. Mm-hmm. It's going and to end up eating them all, possibly. And then uh, he fights them all with chairs. Then Tyrese teamed up with a bunch of little white girls. <laughs> um, That's why an you amazing. Have to bring <laughs> Sweet like, Christmas. Why does that? Why does that sound like an anime? Like Tyrese and his little gunslinging white girls <laughs> fighting zombies. Um, and then uh, what? Maggie, Sasha, and Bob, and Beth, I guess. Yeah. And then Michonne thing. disappeared. Yeah, Michonne. I I actually think the idea. I really want to see her have Judith. Honestly. I think that I, 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 it sounds right that that's what they're doing, but who knows. Yeah. By, by the way, speaking of Michonne, after she stabs Governor, I like her not doing the killing blow and just looking at him and walking away. Like, once again, completing that uh, you-can-come-back thing. Like, she came back from her yeah. want for vengeance there. Yeah, it showed that when she said earlier in the season that she just didn't, 
like she alluded to the fact that she just didn't she didn't hold that much like that whole desire for vengeance anymore was it it kind of rang true yeah so it was nice to end that character arc and once again bring it back to the arc of the season so far yeah that was nice once again Walking Dead is doing a lot of things very subtly uh, which is a nice change of pace than how they been doing things up to that point mm-hmm. which is very hammer over the head uh, but anyway um, going on to uh, looking forward with um, knowing how things went after the prison in the comics and the characters they're introducing in the second half of the season you kind of see where it's going just how fast it will get there um, at least in the large breadth of things like everybody being separated who knows I mean people could die before meeting up with the main group or any number of things I assume that they'll all meet back up in Alexandria it's possible. Uh, and, and curious to see how, if they are going to DC like they did in the comics, too. Yeah. Because that's a whole different thing. And then who's going to meet up with, you know, Abraham and Eugene? Oh, yeah. And not only that, but I wonder how exactly, if at all, the saviors play into it. Yeah. Because I assume that would be like an end, like a finale tease, sort of like the prison was in the end of season two. Yeah. Because it all depends on how fast they're moving things. I mean,. You know, how quick do they get to uh, the Alexandria uh, safe zone at the in the finale? Is like that how it ends, is them getting to the to Alexandria finale? They've hinted at it already with the radio stuff. So is that how the finale ends? They get there before the finale? Or are they even going to hit it? Or they get to the Alexandria and they also hit it in the can. I wouldn't expect them to get there early in the finale, but at the same time, it's like, I didn't expect them to kill the governor. Exactly. So that's, what's, that's what's throwing me off completely. Like, I'm still yeah. waiting for them to shock everybody and have Negan show up in the season finale. Like, wow, they are jumping ahead. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I'm not expecting them to go with him until the mid-season finale of season five at this point. And part, and part of me before was saying um, he'll show up at the season finale of next year, but... Yeah, honestly, I don't expect them to do Negan for a while just because of how far into the comics he appears. Like, there's a lot of stuff they they'll be able to go through before they get to him. Yeah, the only question is, will they want a villain sooner? Especially since they're not really sticking 100 percent in the comics, they can move him up, they can do anything. But I don't yeah. expect him to show up for a while because once because you know if, you need a little dick compression time after the governor. I mean, Negan's still. He's still in the midst of his storyline right now. All Out War has just started. Yeah. And that is not something you can do till pretty far down the line. That's yeah, like a season yeah, you six. Wouldn't, if they, if you wouldn't have a season five if you did that like now because that's just – that seems like the biggest thing Walking Dead has done so far in the comics. So. Yeah, you have to – that's a, a storyline you have to earn. Yeah. Of course, once it again shows up, they can do this slow burn to you know getting to the kingdom and all that stuff, but – that's once again all out war kind of thing. I'm not. You don't expect till season six. I, I cannot wait for the day when we turn on the Walking Dead show to see a guy with a tiger, <laughs> King Ezekiel. Well, I assume battles Michonne at some point. Uh, you know, oh, he'll battle her. No, I was imagining Michonne versus a tiger. Well, I'll do that too. Yeah, to be fair, um, the TV show Michonne does not have sex with every black guy she sees, like in the comics. <laughs> because Kirkman has some strange storyline quirks. He's working some stuff out, I guess. I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. Um, but, um... Though it does, um, as I was saying before with Rick, you know, not wanting to be the leader, it is nice, like, knowing where the comics end up now, with Rick trying to almost restart society himself as a new yeah. leader, it's... While being a horrible person. 
Yeah, um, bitch and long hair though. Uh, he has crazy hair now, but um, you can almost see like that storyline eventually. Like it makes sense now in the context of him not wanting to be the leader now. Even though it will be far down the lane, like it's kind of cool that it's almost knowing where it would probably go. It's yeah, and who knows? I mean, they could introduce something in the comics that's completely different that would make them skip over that. I mean, who knows? Because it is, admittedly, it's a bit ambitious for a TV show to go into some of that territory. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, and once again, it's not like the uh, the disease stuff wasn't in the comics or anything. They could go off any numbers. So much. I mean, we're going by the trajectory of the comics right now to get to A and B, but so much of the show so far has been, you know, all it's, over the place taken, to do stuff. Yeah, it's it's picked and chosen its its points. So just with the groups being scattered now, his entire second half of the season is probably just going to be about them being scattered. Yeah. So this is probably going to be the last episode of Pulping Dead. Well, I mean, not probably. It is going to be the last episode. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it all down. Governor comes in. Ah! <laughs> Just opens up his vortex eye. But, uh, We're all teleported to Governor Land. Oh, it's beautiful. The Phantom Zone. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be the last episode of Pulping Dead until January. So February. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, you draw your plans, MB. February, is it 6th or 9th? I think it's 6th. Uh, not sure. Depends on which day is a Sunday. But. Here, I'll look this up. We'll Here. get back to you on the next podcast. <laughs> but it could be too late. <laughs> anyway, um, if you chart these episodes, you can hear our worry of where this is going to end up with the war stuff. And, of course, expecting the war to end Season 4, not be the midpoint of Season 4. Yeah. And um, all in all, we are satisfied. Yeah. Besides missing the governor, we're satisfied. We cannot stress enough how much we're going to miss the governor. Like, the show's the over for me now. I'm not even going to watch it anymore. The governor was, I mean, I'm not even joking when I say this. The governor was 50% of the reason I love this show. We love because, the villains from popping up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to find it very hard to deal with that. But I'm interested to see where it goes. We have Crazy Rick. Okay. Have you seen some of the some of the trailers and clips for the second half of the season? It's like, oh, just, just flailing around. It's amazing. It's covered in blood. <laughs> it's feces. Um, it's it's Carl's feces. He he stole it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He talks to his dead wife through it. Oh, he makes a phone. It's something. Um. Anyway. That's been uh, Pulping Dead, discussing the mid-season finale. Too far gone. Two thumbs up. I only did that because it partially rhymed. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Sort of. <sighs> this, for Pulping Dead, I've been Mike. I've been Envy. And I have been Hero. R.I.P. Governor. Uh, Jenner loves. Question mark? He does not. <laughs> How amazing would it be if Jenner came back as a villain? <laughs> Like half of his face burnt off. <laughs> he's def- he's found the cure for zombies. He's going to sell it up to the highest bidder. That actually makes a lot of sense. No, Shane was right. No, for this week, Governor was right. Liar.